Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did the spirit of a loved one return after their body had been turned to ash through cremation? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802, our phone number to call 24-7 to share your real ghost story with us. You like our program? Well, we got uh, quite the archive for you, uh, as well as exclusive bonus episodes every single week. We give them to our group we call EPPs, Extra Podcast People is what we stand, that's what that stands for. And when you're an EPP, you get access to the full archive, new bonus episodes every week, of which there are almost 400 bonus episodes alone. Uh, The world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, thousands upon thousands of hours, all commercial free. The ebook, the audio book, it's all there. You get that too. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to help support the show and get in on all of that. It's Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Hey, Tony, how's it going with you? Oh, just another wild and wacky day. Right. How's the haunted golf course going? <laughs> uh, I've actually, I've added a baby carriage to it. So it's it's going right along. It is coming along quite well. You're yeah. the only, I was telling somebody about you over the weekend and I was like, yeah, my friend Tony, we we're talking about Halloween decorations, how I don't. And I'm like, yeah, my friend Tony, he, he really goes all out. Like he turned his golf course into, and then as soon as I said that, I'm like, that he turned okay, his that's golf kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because my friend's like, your friend has a golf course. And I'm like, well, it's a small, but yeah. <laughs> but so I had to get out the pictures and show him yeah. of the skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. The skeletons. I got them propped up real nicely. Then they, you know, and they, they've been standing that way now for almost a full, well, almost a full month. Cause we, we started putting these things up at the beginning of September um, so they've stood pretty well. Zip ties and stakes. It's all used. Yeah. Do you get the wind there like we have here? No. Cause that'd be kind of awesome if the wind just like was whipping <laughs> one of them in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like we flying. not, not nearly as much, um, okay. the mountains and all that kind of block it. Um, but we, it was a little windy yesterday, but not much, but, uh, no, I put it, I also put a new, uh, decoration, Halloween decoration up on my front porch. Um, it's, this Grim Reaper character that uh, I I got him at Sam's. It was like the there was like the one Halloween thing they had there, and it was really cool. It's like a six foot tall Grim Reaper guy, and in behind his veil and mask, there's a skull that lights up, but it's really recessed, so it's really cool. And he Ooh. talks and he moves back and forth, and yeah. So he tipped over the other day because there, there was a little bit of a breeze, but I got him all weighed down with exercise equipment that I don't use right now. Uh, <laughs> out of my, my front I use this exercise equipment. I'm not yeah, using it for anything. It's, uh, uh, there's some uh, kettlebells holding him down at this moment. So, uh, but he's uh, he's doing uh, he's doing good. He's pretty creepy. I like him. It's like everybody that comes up to the steps, it's like, welcome, I'm here to usher you into the other side. <laughs> and, That's what I love about you because, <laughs> like... You're not doing it for the neighborhood. No. You you live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, you no do one comes have to my neighbors, door. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one comes to my door. So. Right? It's just for you and Harper. I yeah. think it's adorable. Well, yeah, you got to, you know, do it for your, yourself. It's fun. It's, you know, that's what it's all about. I mean, obviously, it's fun to show it off, but, you know, I, I'm certainly not going to only do it to show it off, but we love having And there's that me stuff. on the other hand. I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. I just think it's fun. You know. Yeah. I could cut open that pumpkin, but then it's just going to slowly die away. You know, it's like all that effort. Yeah. Then I got to find a place to store everything. But see, you have plenty of storage. I don't. Yeah. And that is that is something you have to consider. If you buy all that shit, you got to find a place to put it. You do. I just had to put a whole bunch of more uh, big plank boards down from my attic because I was running low on space. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta kind of go through some stuff cause there's a lot of stuff up there. Stuff where you walk up there and you think no one's watching and suddenly <laughs> off Keith to the Morrison shows up. end in the attic where <laughs> no one's ever seemingly gone before sits a little toy tin monkey hitting his symbols back and forth in front of his body. <laughs> but what wound this toy up to begin with? Surely no one could be hiding off in the dark corner of this attic. Or was there? <laughs> was there a raccoon with opposable thumbs that learned how to use this toy and now delighted in tormenting the members of the family who reside in this house? This very house that was also the scene of a murder. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I love how you can just riff like him forever. Coming up. The real killer might be discovered when Dateline continues. <laughs> right. And then what's his name? John what's Lester, Lester Holt, Holt comes back. And then he's like, and now with a conclusion of. And that's a, but he has one sentence. I know. <laughs> and you can tell it's like all kind of spliced together. And now the conclusion of dead sisters on a beach. <laughs> I Here's Andrea some resentment at Dateline. It's like Keith Morrison's like, dude, I work so hard. <laughs> and then John Lester Holt gets to be like the main guy. I know. He's like, he's hosting it. Someday there's going to be a big coup at uh, Dateline and it's going to end up being its own Dateline episode where they're going to like, like Andrea Canning and um uh everybody uh, John Cajonis John Cajonis Is that his name? Is that his name? I believe so. Cajonis. Um, Cuz isn't that also the word for <laughs> testicles or something? Cajonis. <laughs> Did I say that right? I, I think so. Um okay. uh, and Keith Morrison they're all going to rise up and they're going to they're going to take Lester hostage until he gives up Dateline and stops trying to take credit and I think it's going to it could be a very messy situation. Um, it, as it should be it'll be a, I wonder who's going to narrate that's the thing you know because they're all going to be I'm sure locked away I don't know how they would narrate the thing I don't know it's going to be interesting These are the things you got to think about mm-hmm. uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us first story says hey Tony Carol Harper everyone this is Colleen from Northern Minnesota I was an EPP, but had to let it go, and I'm hoping to come back as an EPP again this summer. Before I continue, Carol, should I read this in a Minnesotan accent or just do my my normal read? Would you do it in that accent, please? Should I try it for a moment? 
I contacted you several years ago about getting on a phone call from my mother on Mother's Day, a year after she died on a tablet that was not connected to a phone or an internet, and about seeing my father many years ago after he died. I've been undecided about this one because it's not cut and dried, but the possibilities are awesome. My husband died about eight years ago. Should I continue this way? (laughs) It's really hard for me to focus on what is being said. I'm from up there, so I can do that. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's funny. My husband died almost eight years ago. It was unexpected and sudden. Okay, I'll go back to normal. Here we go. Our son was 20 years old. He and his dad were buddies, very best friends, very, very close. Needless to say, it devastated my son to lose his dad. But a year before my husband died, his father died, and I remember we were in the kitchen after the funeral, and he said, I don't like all that fuss. If something happens to me, put me in a mayonnaise jar and toss me in the lake. It sounded funny, but it was him. He didn't like fuss, and he did love the lake. It made sense. Well, I did have him cremated, as he wanted, but didn't uh, throw him in the lake. I wanted to wait until my son was ready. It took seven years. I had him in a beautiful urn that suited him well. Finally, it was okay, and we decided to do this. A man that had been friends since second grade wanted to give us a boat ride to the spot we had in mind, so my son, his family, and all loaded into the boat. It was a long boat ride, but the day was beautiful and it was perfect. We revisited a few places we'd spent years going to and then got to the place. My son and I held the urn together and released it on the count of three. It vanished in the blink of an eye, and we all started crying. His friend said, one last beer, buddy. He and my son each took one drink from from hubby's favorite beer and then poured the beer into the lake and then I placed a bunch of flowers in the water as well. At this point, I need to say that this spot is very deep and there is no way that anyone would ever run into it or find a net in it. This day, or the day after this happened, my son and his family had to go home. I was sitting in my favorite spot outside after they left. It was a beautiful sunny day with no wind. I'd only been sitting there alone for a few minutes when I saw movement out of the corner of my eye. A beautiful white feather was descending to the ground in a circular movement, as in a straight down coil about three feet from me. I looked up and there were no birds, no breeze, no trees over me. But I saw that feather and I felt good. In my head I felt the words, thank you. I'm a logical person and try to debunk things, so I have no idea if this was a freakish coincidence or not. But I've never had a pure white feather come down next to me like that when things were completely still and silent. It's hard to explain the relaxed, good feeling I got from that. I have another story I'll send in separately in which more than one person was involved. In the meantime, I hope you have a great day. Should I just have done the whole rest of the thing in Minnesotan or did it? make it a little, no, a little no. more. No, okay. no. Because that story deserved some yeah. respect. Yes. Because it was a really beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's, you know, you're out in the middle of a lake and a feather just comes from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe there's a bird, maybe there's a million maybes. But I'm like, accept that for what that was. Mm-hmm. You know, that was her husband. I have zero doubts about that. Yeah. I just think that sort of thing is just so beautiful. I thought she was, I thought it was going to be like, and then we put the ashes in and then it was like, 
and water shot up or something. Or suddenly a siren came up right after that, and <laughs> yeah. it was the the DNR, and they were gonna they was they sighted us and locked us all up in the <laughs> in in the the jail for the weekend because we couldn't see the court till Monday. The yeah, end. I thought it was gonna go someplace really weird because he yeah. did because he didn't want any fuss and they're making too much fuss. Yeah, and. So I'm glad it didn't go that way. I thought that was beautiful. And, yeah. you know, I I suppose you could find ways to debunk things like that. I mean, there's always, you know, maybe the bird flew overhead. We just didn't see it and happened to lose a feather right next to us. Mm-hmm. Okay, even if that's the case, what are the odds of that? Yeah. You know, that feather was supposed to be there at that minute for her. And for them. And then that bird crashed. And, and then and that bird was life. like, no. <laughs> that bird was like, done my job. I'm moving on. And I'm going to go drop a feather for somebody else. Here's a feather. Oh, there's too many feathers in a day. What the hell? Yeah. It's like, a little off balance now. <laughs> no, I just, I just think it's wonderful. Yeah. And I'm like, that's one of those stories, except that for what that was. Yeah. I liked it. Thank you for sharing that. 855-853-4802, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Next letter says, first and foremost, love the show and recommend it to all my friends. So thank you for all you do and keep up the awesome work. I do hospital security for work, and we also have several buildings off campus that we must patrol and make sure they're secure as well. We have one building that has a history all kinds of ghostly encounters as it was an old insurance building back in the day husband and wife team that worked there don't recall when this event happened but the husband had killed his wife in the basement of what is now our finance building where they keep all the records since day one this one event that really sticks out to me as well, training a new security officer and giving them the grand tour of all the campuses and buildings we must patrol and secure inside and out, we walked down to the basement of the finance building. And I shared the history and the rumors with my new co-worker. We both laughed as we didn't expect anything to happen, especially at 2 a.m. As we opened the door, you could see a big yoga ball that you could sit on moving side to side in a back and forth motion only as I turned on my phone to record it, I started to walk inside the room. And as I got about four feet from it, I noticed the ball was still moving. But I also noticed that the lights to the room never came on, and their motion-censored lights. As I turned around to look at my co-worker, she was holding a flashlight and holding the door open with her other hand. She goes, it's still moving. And all of a sudden, the door slammed into the wall while she was holding it open. The look on her face went from excitement to we have to leave this room now. To this day, this co-worker will not enter that building alone and especially go to the basement alone. The co-worker who works the graveyard shift with her now also has an encounter on one shift. He was working as he heard all the stories, so he decided to casually walk the building one night. As he got near the upstairs supply room, he heard and saw the radio power itself on. Randomly start playing music stations. He turned around, left the building, and marked it as secured on his checklist. One other encounter I had while training another new person in the basement was, again, the motion lights never came on, but also a printer, not even plugged in, had powered on, and the co-worker looked at me and said, we need to leave now. 
I guess I'm the oddball as I feel, feel no fear when I'm there at all. I get excited and can't wait to see what happens next. I have other experiences in other buildings on campus, and I'll share them with you again. Thank you for all that you do. Love the show. And stay safe. Thoughts on that? There's something really creepy to me about working in a place where a husband killed his wife. Mm -hmm. Like, just because all of that had to have been horrific. Any murder would be. But there would be so much more emotion that went with that mm-hmm. because that's your husband that's doing that to you. And hey, that's creepy. So, of course, weird shit happens because it's got to be super unsettled. How do you ever come to peace with that? Uh, exactly. I mean, that's just one of those things where if that's what happened in that building. Yeah. What, what do you do exactly? I mean, this is like from the beginning of it as well. So, you know, the folks who, you know, saw it as their future and, you know, right. it, so many emotions that went from from good then to horribly bad. And, you know, because like I said, any murder would be horrible and like the terrifying nature of it and the brutality and all of that, which goes with this. But knowing someone that you love mm-hmm. and you said, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you and I trust you and that's the person who does that to you. Yeah. Just has to be a very unsettled spirit. It's an unsettling feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which you can tell by the way things just randomly happen there. Yeah. Interesting to me, though, that that person's like, I love it. (laughs) You know, I just think you would pick up on that darkness of nothing else. Like maybe curiosity. You would be curious about what's going to happen next and everything. But you would still it just seems to me like anyone could pick up on that. There's got to be a heaviness to that. I would certainly think so. Like just a sadness to that space. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And how do you get rid of that shit? There's nobody call. Demon Away. You guess it's that spray right. mist. Demon Away. You can buy it now at Osco Drug. <laughs> They're carrying it now at Osco. Is there still Osco Drug stores? I think that's why I said it. I don't think there is. <laughs> okay. Because as soon as you said that, I'm I like, to... I haven't thought about an Osco Drug store in a really long time. Um, No, there is no Osco anymore. Because Walgreens bought every damn one of them. There's Jewel Osco, uh, which has part of the name in there. Um, I think they just, Jewel might have bought out their prescription business. I used to love Osco Drug. Like, that was one of my favorite, um, you know, like, Wal- or Walgreens-ish type stores. It was always, they had, like, the best candy. They had... When seasonal stuff came in, it would they had like the best Halloween aisle, the best Christmas aisle. There was like a lot of great things in there for being, you know, the little drugstore. And yeah, they were cool. My memories and of Osco. And now there's no more Osco. There's no more <laughs> Woolworths, I think, exists in other countries. All right, let's uh, go to a call 855 853 4802. Hi, let's hear your story. 
Hey guys, um, this is Jenny. Um, I'm originally from Ecuador, and this is where the story takes place. I called before, but I'm not sure if the call went through, so I'm calling again just to let you know um, about my story. So this story took place in one of our apartments. We moved there after my mom divorced with my dad. After a few years, she got married again. And um, the first uh, situation that happened was that um, every since I was a kid, I always experienced these things that I couldn't figure out if it, in fact, was a dream or if it happened at night. So I always woke up and thought, like, did it really happen or if it didn't? So this this thing I'm going to tell you, that's, what, like, maybe what happened. So uh, one night, I remember waking up. It was in the middle of the night, maybe, like, 4 or 3 in the morning. Because in Ecuador, it, it gets uh, started getting, the, the sun comes out, like, at 5 30 a.m. So it was definitely before that. Anyways, uh, so I remember waking up and I see under my bed this green and blue light. And I remember looking at it and I see it, but there was nothing exactly. It was just light underneath. Like some sort of like LED, like those TikTok lights. That's how it looked like. That's how I remember it. And so far, that's the only thing I remember from it. I remember waking up and I, every once in a while I think about it and I was like, mm, was it real? Because it felt very real but I couldn't figure out for sure so well uh, years go by him my mom gets married and um, when this situation happened it didn't happen to me it happened to my mom and the way I find out because I was listening to one of the conversations I shouldn't but I did it uh, so and that conversation she was telling one of her friends uh, something that happened to her when I was spending uh, a vacation trip with my dad she got she got into an argument with her husband of the time and and she went and slept in my in my room because she didn't want to be with her husband so when she was sleeping uh, she had this encounter with this creature well I'm not sure if it's a creature like she said it was like a like a figure like yeah it wasn't like it didn't have like a human features like face or nose or stuff like that but it did have it looked like a human just without features i'm like some sort of like shadow i'm not sure if that makes sense but she told that she saw also the blue and green lights underneath the bed and keep in mind I never told this to my mom because um i never thought it was something uh, that's important to tell my mom so when she had mentioned that i got really scared and i thought that's the only thing that concerned me and the and the worst thing about the story is that you was like okay something happened to my mom she saw this thing on top of her but the thing is that my mom was pregnant by that time and the day after my mom kept in mind she's a very catholic woman so the next day uh, she went to her priest went to church and told the priest what happened and the priest told her she lost her baby and she set up an appointment with the doctor and in fact she lost the baby and that's something that just I don't know what it was. I don't. I, I think about it, and I don't know if it's something about ghosts, if it's something maybe about something out of this planet. It's just something that I never thought. I, I don't think she knows that I know that. I don't think she ever find out that I heard that conversation. But the fact that we both shared those blue and green lights is just always freaking me out. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time, and let me know what you think. Bye. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. That is a really different in I don't know you know because paranormal could it be extraterrestrial mm -hmm. I don't know 
It, it really somewhere is. in between. Can it be somewhere in between? Is yeah. there a collision between paranormal and extraterrestrial? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't rule it out. Um, it's just an interesting thought. That something I who was somebody on some show uh, was talking about uh, just the concept of you know if there are extraterrestrials and aliens and things like that. Um, you know, when everybody's dead and their spirits do our spirits get to know each other more then does everybody go to the same place once they're gone if this universe is all you know part of one thing or something like that you know or does everybody just kind of keep chilling on their own planet or i don't know i don't either I, that's kind of the burning question to a lot of things it's like what is there out there that we don't know about because sure. like Obviously, we're all listening to this because we believe there's something to the spirit world and, you know, the feather story we just listened to. Mm -hmm. Like, things like that happen. Is it a coincidence? Maybe. Yeah. Is it a sign from beyond? I like to think so. Yeah. So, so that's one thing. But then couldn't there be whole other life forces out there and people or creatures or beings or something. Sure. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that we're just the only people on one little planet. For what reason? Have you What's heard this all about? Have you heard of uh, what they call the, it's it's really, it's interesting. It's called the, the Cetera effect. Like Peter Cetera from Chicago. Well, I, I don't know about that, but it's, uh, it, it's something where you could be almost anywhere. And if you're feeling down if you're feeling depressed suddenly peter satara comes on the radio <laughs> and people are like oh my god oh my god i thought this was the end <laughs> oh but I, those those smooth beats oh my if only there was a smooth voice <laughs> oh my god i'm okay i don't need my medications anymore I will always love you. As long as I got my Satara, everything will be okay. So that's what it's all about. That's how people seem to react. Um, but it's. Uh, and I don't think he comes with his own lights. Huh? You know, the blue lights, the green lights. No, no. The, no. Uh, who needs the lights that when you got the Satara going on, it's just boom. You look you know, when, in that story, though, didn't she say that like her mom went to the priest and the priest is like, you lost the baby? Like the priest was the one who said that? I think so. Which is interesting. Like normally priests don't have that kind of knowledge. Unless it's <laughs> a real someone who's super comfortable with their sensitivities of things, you know, right? I don't know. That's yeah. It was a very interesting story. Thank you for sharing that one with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number. One more quick one here. Let's hear your story. Hey, Harper, Carol. Turn off, Peter. I just got to listening to the show this morning, and I wanted to comment something just so because Harper is already so smart, I just wanted to teach her a little bit more information um, I am a black female, and when I hear 666, I don't think of what man applied to it as far as spiritually. 
666. And the black culture stands for six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons, which is the makeup of man. And that was actually taken from our culture and turned into a bad thing. So I just want to let you know, it's the makeup of man, Harper. And then she said, (laughs) hearing 111 is kind of creepy. Okay, now I'm going to teach you something else. So you don't have to air this. This is just so you guys learn a little something. Because I listen to you guys every day and I love you. But I'm just going to share some stuff. So 111, and if you see 444 or 333 or 666 or any of that, those are what you call universal numbers. So here's another neat thing about the universal numbers. Every time you add the number, so if you add 111, you get 3. If you add 222, you get 6. If you get sorry add three 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 you get nine so those are the universal numbers three six and nine so if you add those numbers all the way up going up to the number nine they will always equal three six or nine and so actually universal numbers when you see them is actually a good thing um If you have the time and you like to study, and I know you're in school, Harper, but if you have the time, just um, go to Google and punch in universal numbers. And if you see 444 all the time, Google what the universal number 444 means. Normally, it's an angelic thing. It's um, If you see those numbers, it means something some type of it I don't I I'm, I should have googled it before I called you so I could say it correctly but I just wanted to give you guys a little information and correct some things and I love you guys and I listen to you every day and I deal with the spirit world all the time I left a story about a month ago and I'm waiting to hear it and then when I hear it I'll call back because, yeah, there's definitely been some things I can share. So thank you for your time, and I appreciate your effort on the show. It is wonderful. And thank you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. So this is an interesting note on uh, some of the numerology things that we talk about on the show from time to time, and I'll let Harper hear that too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always thought that stuff was kind of fascinating. So I didn't hear the episode she was referring to. What was Harper's concern? I think there was like 666 in something in one of the stories and it was uh, marked on something. And she was just like, I'd be concerned if I saw that. Something of that nature. Well, that's nice. Then now she gave her some another way to look at it. Yes. Yes. So so rather than to be scared of it, Mm -hmm. it's a universal number. Yes. Now she's going to be spray painting it on her garage door. And then people will show up and it's like Harper's going to, but it's a universal number. It's a universal. And she'll get so frustrated. Like these but, people are stupid. They don't. <laughs> yeah. But then you, as a good dad, the good dad that you are, you'll yeah. say, Harper, that's when we use this opportunity to teach somebody something. Yeah. You're all idiots. 
How do you not know this? Because once she knows it, you know, she's at that age where like when she's she's grasped something for five minutes, it's like if someone else doesn't know that within like 10 minutes later, she's like, how do they not know that? <laughs> it's like, I you, you, that. you just learned it. I, well, I know all about it now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you're, and then you're like, you're so eight. <laughs> it's just it's funny. Uh, and, but and there's and then of course you get to the times where you're having the conversation about things and it's like I have to like stop like Harper that's not appropriate that's not funny I was just kidding like no we just don't do that okay okay <laughs> but it always goes to the I was just kidding like, no the default like uh, you like you're just you're kind of testing the waters is what you're doing that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah. No, but she's a great kid. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, help keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, an EPP, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You can access all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the archive. It's all there for you. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Online.